It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Happy Valentine's to you. Happy... No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That'll put you in the mood. Scott singing. (laughs) You know, maybe I'm very, very, very talented a singer. But it's highly unlikely. I don't think it's your thing, man. You got a lot of great things. It's not... That's not it. True. What are you... Pulling the Bob McCowan again, sunglasses in the studio. So, okay, so I just looked at you for the first time. Look up here. <laughs> so, so see how we have these blinds in here in our After Nine podcast studio, and there's this one patch of blinds up at the top that I can't reach. Nobody can reach. You can't reach that either. So, but it's partly open, and the sun happens to come right through that spot every morning at this time while we're doing the podcast, and my eyes. Can't handle it anymore. So I'm wearing sunglasses, yes. Can I ask how tall you are? Um, 5'3"-ish, 5'4". I imagine there's a lot of things you can't reach, though. Like, do you have to get your yeah. husband to, like, lift you up when you need something off the top shelf in the kitchen? Yes, or, or I get him to do it, one or the other. <laughs> well, it was, it's an ongoing... How do you lift me? No, it's an ongoing thing. If he, he, he likes to switch up the kitchen every now and again and move things around, and then he'll put stuff that I need on a pretty much daily basis way up at the top shelf. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to have to get a step stool. I can't reach that. So, anyway... Yeah, that happens often when you're short. That's adorable. <laughs> I can just picture him giving you a boost. <laughs> <laughs> Get on my back. Uh, let's see here. It is Valentine's Day. New survey has confirmed what most of us probably knew already. Dating is very, very expensive. On average, on average, $700 on dates every year. For women, it's about 500 bucks, 499 Hmm. For men, about $861 on dates. The average first date, $77. 75% of people think it's more expensive to be in a relationship than it is to be single. There's something to that. So I have been uh, both. I am currently in a relationship, but it wasn't that long ago that I was single. Single's expensive. No, relationships are expensive. Single, I barely spent money at all. I really just needed a bottle of vodka and some carrot sticks, and I was good. I just lived (laughs) off of that at all times. But now... Balance. It's called balance. Now we have to eat a full meal and dessert. Shit like that. (laughs) One in ten say they have dating debt. Dating debt, okay. Well, you don't want the other person to know that uh, you have limitations, right? If your limitation is, I only make a couple grand a month, so I can't really afford to go on too many dates. You don't necessarily want them to know that, so Mm. you dip into the line of credit, and before you know, credit cards, boom, you've got dating debt. One in three, though, this is encouraging, have uh, turned down a date so that they could save money. I imagine that's quite the game. If you're rolling on Tinder looking for dates, mm, sometimes it's not that close to payday. Sometimes that cell phone bill needs to get paid and and you can't go out. And nobody wants to be honest that early in, right? Is that what it is? Nobody can say honestly, look, can we just go for a coffee? Because I'm strapped. They'd be afraid the other person would run away. Is that it? I don't want no broke ass (laughs) whatever. Broke ass bitch. (laughs) 
that what it is? It must I be. Guess. Like people are afraid to really be honest. And, and okay, I get it. Especially right from the beginning. It's none of those fucking people's business how much money you make or how strapped you are. When do you have that conversation? When do you explain to them that you actually have crippling debt <laughs> that they too will be saddled with should this relationship work out? After you get married. After you get married. <laughs> I do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Guess what, Guess, fucker? Guess where we're spending our honeymoon? In the broke-ass hotel. <laughs> we shouldn't have spent as much money as we did on the ceremony because now we're both broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things, right? Like, shit, you really like the person. They really like you, but one of them's got debt. Yeah. Ask them tonight on Valentine's Day. What could go wrong? Ask him tonight. Hey, what are your finances like? Mm. That'll tell you if you want a Valentine's Day 2021 together. It's, it's I get it, though. It's so personal and invasive. It's not like you want to talk about it from the beginning, and it's not like you want to ask about it from the beginning. So you just cancel the date if you don't want to spend money, and you don't want to have to explain yourself. But I think that we should all just take it down a notch in dating. And this is I, I get it. This is coming from a married woman. But can't, can't Go ahead and lecture us all. I know. No, I'm not trying to lecture. But it's just like, d- doesn't everybody wish that we could just take it down to several notches? Like, let's all make it common to not have to go out to these fancy restaurants and stuff. Let's just meet for coffee. Can't Cat- we just meet for coffee the first couple times? And a, I'll treat you to a fucking donut is what I'll do. Just, just, just for everybody. Is no, it going to be one of the new <laughs> dream donuts? <laughs> you bet your ass it is. You bet your pink <laughs> sprinkly ass it is. <laughs> Dolce Delish. I know. Okay. Okay, but you know what I mean? Like, I just hate that it's a one-upsmanship kind of game. That's what makes me sad for the singles, because it does cost a lot of money, and I feel bad. We shouldn't be spending all this money. Do you want the fancy restaurant business to go completely out of business? Because it sounds like that's what you're leaning towards. Not at all. They'll be fine. They've got a lot of, like, married couples and stuff that'll still go to the first and second and third time daters. I think that'd be okay to just have them not come there. So you're suggesting that even though I can't really afford to go out, I do go out, but suggest to the other person that I, A, be honest with them, that I don't have any money. You don't have to say that. And two, can we just do something super cheap? Because I'd (laughs) like to see you, but I don't have the finances to support this endeavor. If they really are interested in getting to know you, they'll meet you at Starbucks. You can even go fancy with Starbucks. I thought you said we were trying to save money here. That it, well, how much? Yeah, that's still saving money in comparison to the seventy-seven dollar average you spoke off the top about. Have you been to Starbucks recently? It adds that's up pretty okay. quick. Okay. Yeah, I used to call it five. Throw bucks. in a tank of gas yeah. and a box of condoms, and there's your seventy-seven <laughs> bucks right there. I just think everybody. I wish everybody would just drop everything down like a couple notches, and then everything would be okay. Let's see if we can get some poor fucker out of the doghouse today. Let's say you forgot that today is Valentine's Day or you miscalculated her desire to have a gift on Valentine's Day and now you're thinking to yourself, shit, now what am I going to do? I don't want to go to the mall. She already goes to Walmart. She's going to recognize everything from there. What can I get her today? That's a real thing. She's going to recognize I got it at Walmart Uh, for sure. I can't get that $20 fucking giant teddy bear because she goes to Walmart too. <laughs> so here are the suggestions for what you can get right now to make it seem like you're not such a shit and didn't forget Valentine's Day. You ready? Mm-hmm. Number one, the list says cook for them. 
Now, this is going to require a little bit of effort on your part, but there's still time to hit the grocery store and throw together a nice meal before the day is over. If you're not super comfortable in the kitchen, try something simple like pasta, cheese, salt and pepper. Sure. Or a nice stir fry. Stir fry is easy. And sometimes it looks fancy, but it's easy. Right. Don't skip out on the bean sprouts. Those are the best part. (laughs) That'll show that you made some effort because nobody can find the bean sprouts. You have to actually ask somebody. There you go. That's been my experience anyway. Anytime I've actually gone to get bean sprouts, I can't fucking find them. Excuse me, where's your bean sprouts? Then I got to talk to that condescending kid and disrupt his bringing the carts from the parking lot back to the store. (laughs) A movie night at home is suggestion number two. Mm -hmm. Download some romantic movies and have a marathon. You can do classics like Casablanca or Roman Holiday or newer films like La La Land, Crazy Rich Asians. I didn't know that was a love story. 500 Days of Summer, Shape of Water. There you go. Movie Marathon. Hey, sweetheart, I've been planning this for days. We're doing a love movie marathon. If you want to do it on the cheap, too, Netflix purposely put a ton of just lovey-dovey movies on the streaming service for the month. So there you go. Have at her. Oh, P.S. I love you. Guys. If your girl's never seen P.S. I Love You, or even if she has, I'm guaranteeing you she'll lo- she loves that movie. Play you, that one. Can you think of any romantic movies that are also kind of sexy that might, A, make her feel loved, but also get her in the mood? There's got to be a couple that are like hot, but also lovey. There has to be. The Notebook. The Notebook. There you go. The Notebook's probably top of the top. I've never seen it. Titanic's great for a while, but then everybody fucking dies, and then it gets really sad. It's also three fucking hours. It's too long. It's too long. Three hours. For a date movie. Suggestion number three, language learning software. To me, this seems a little obscure, but you can order it online and, and just get it right away. If you know your partner's been wanting to learn another language, get them a subscription to Rosetta Stone. Ah, that's a neat one. Depending on how much you want to spend, you can sign them up for three months, a year, or even a lifetime membership. Très bon. Bon day. She learned that from Rosetta Stone when her husband forgot Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, now I know. <laughs> a gift card. Gift cards are easy, right? Sporting event, concert tickets, gift cards, all those things that you can either buy online or... Or at your local gas station. And subscriptions generally, like you mentioned Rosetta Stone, and that's a great idea. But think about, personalize this, okay, everybody? Personalize it. Think about that person. What do they like? What are they into? You can get a ton of subscriptions to the Blah of the Month Club, or even every four months. Whether they like wine, meat, whether they like beer, there's a shit ton of them out there. You can just quickly just click, 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 boom, boom, enter your credit card info, and guess what I got for you, sweetie? It's coming your way in a few months. The first one. Glad you said that. From this Bud, BuzzFeed list, number five is a subscription to something they love. There you go. For example, if their dog is their world, get them a BarkBox subscription. If they love to read, get them a Book of the Month Club subscription. There's all kinds of them that you can do to make it seem like you didn't forget Valentine's Day. Or you didn't leave it until the absolute last minute. But make it a day. Mm-hmm. And even if you're doing like a, nah, we have other days that we celebrate. This is still a benchmark day where you could at least throw out the album. Maybe you haven't even said it recently. Maybe that's all they want to hear. And I love you. Or an I think you're neat. 
You are neato, <laughs> Tiger. Uh, this one we actually did on our FM morning show today on 91.5 The Beat. I love frivolous lawsuits because it always amazes me how good lawyers can con an otherwise smart judge. And it happens all the time. A really good, crafty lawyer can convince a judge who apparently had to have a brain in their head to get their job that wrong is right. This is a great example. Back in December 2017, a 16-year-old girl, her name was Samaria, was walking down the street. She lives in New Mexico. She was drunk. A cop found her, noticed her wobbling, thought, ah, drunk teenager. I'm going to take her home to her parents, give them a little lecture. Your kid's been out drinking. Keep a closer eye on him, and then she'll be fine. So the cop put little Samaria in his car, drove her home. While the cop was talking to her parents, Samaria got out of the back seat of the car, hopped in the front seat, and sped off in the police car. That escalated quickly. They estimate she hit speeds of about 80 miles per hour before she crashed into a ravine. Holy shit. Right? But she was drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she was taken to hospital initially in critical condition with a broken leg and several other injuries. Now that she has recovered, which is good, she's recovered, Samaria has filed a lawsuit against the cop. She says it's the cop's fault that all of this happened. The suit says he should have restrained her or locked the front door of his car or taken the keys out of his car. She's suing the cop who took her home because he left the keys in his car. Whoa, whoa. Her lawyer says, and I quote, she was pretty severely intoxicated and we know that severely intoxicated people make really bad decisions, right? The officer knows that too. So it was a glaring oversight on his part. And you know what? Depending on what judge they get in front of, they may be able to convince that judge that the cop was in the wrong. Uh, Samaria here wants $300,000 for her injuries. Oh my God. That takes balls, right? To sue a cop who did something nice for you. Could have just taken you downtown and thrown you in the drunk tank, but decided to take you home instead. Not give you a ticket. You steal his car, crash it, and sue him for leaving the keys in the car. You know that the parents have a lot to do with this too, even though they're not named in this. The fact that the cop left the car to go talk to the parents, I'm guessing that conversation didn't go the way the parents enjoyed. Saying, hey, you might want to watch your kid. Oh, fucking excuse me. I bet you it was one of these ignorant type of parents. Then, of course, she takes off with the cop car. The accident happens. Critical condition, eh? So, I guarantee you, by the time she recovered, they said, we should sue that prick. You know what that prick said? He said we were shitty parents. Fuck him. Let's sue him. Do you think this might actually go somewhere? Do you think that there's actually a real chance, like honest to goodness, the chances of them, like you said, getting that judge that believes them? I never underestimate the power of words coming from a good attorney. Hmm. All he needs or she needs is a convincing argument, maybe not necessarily necessary, but maybe a little bit of case law to back them up. This is a done deal. 
And the cop's not going to have to pay out of pocket. The force will pay. But the taxpayers are the force's funding. That's crazy that she would do this. Oh, and she wrote off the police car, too. So maybe $360,000? Whoa. All we, we do know for sure is that she's, she's a little shit. Oh, she's diabolical. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no shortage of people out there who think their kid can do absolutely mm-hmm. no wrong. And it's very, very discouraging. Uh, this isn't something that we normally talk about in After 9, but I read a really interesting recipe. Oh, for what? How to make the perfect pasta. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> excuse me, Scott. I know how to make pasta. Do you, though? You open the box of KD. Real simple. You, you pour take the, the box p- in the take water. Take the pouch out first. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> that step, I know. People always forget it. No, what are they saying? Is it something weird that we've never heard of? Ish. They say you've probably heard that for maximum taste, pasta water should be as salty as the sea. But what does that mean? So they say for the most flavorful noodles... The best salt-to-water ratio is two tablespoons of regular salt to six quarts of water. Also, do not rinse your pasta after you cook it. They say if you do that, it makes it tougher for the pasta to absorb your sauce. The starch in the cooking water helps the sauce stick. Mm. Rinsing washes it away. Oh, gosh. And that's the great debate. I always rinse my pasta, and my husband will always say, don't rinse the pasta. It tastes better when you don't. But then I think I don't like the starchiness. The starchiness is what makes it better, as it turns out. Wow. I didn't know that. I've always rinsed it, too. Who would have thunk it? I need your husband there to correct me when I'm cooking pasta going forward. (laughs) So you're married. You've got two kids. How are you going to celebrate Valentine's Day? Well, we uh, mentioned this in the podcast uh, before. We don't really do much for Valentine's Day, although he dropped a coffee off to me this morning, which was super sweet. You know, if you didn't already have him, I'd marry the fucking guy. (laughs) He came by this morning with one of your daughters just to say hi and drop off coffee. Which is really, yeah, it was really sweet. We don't usually do, like, we won't do anything big, but little things like that. Like, I left him one of his favorite um, treats at home kind of thing. So when he woke up, it was there. It was nothing sexual, like, to eat. Oh. Don't look at me like that. That's later. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are going to be doing stuff tonight. Yeah. Maybe Valentine's Day. Uh, Just a few minutes ago, we were talking about those last-minute gifts that you can give to make it seem like you didn't forget Valentine's Day or to make it seem like you put a lot of effort into Valentine's Day, even if you didn't. One of them, it's not on BuzzFeed's list, but I'll throw it out there. Yeah. One of them is, you can surprise them with a little hey now later on. Hey now. Because that always works. Just get naked. He could be naked when you get home. Or, (laughs) well, I'm sure you don't want to see that. You could be naked when he gets home. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, you know, women have it much easier than guys, I will say. You could maybe have a friend there. Oh. Maybe we make it an all-inclusive oh, Valentine's Day. Okay. Maybe you do that. Yeah. <gasps> just make sure How did you know what I wanted? <laughs> I didn't even ask. Sure it they're... wasn't on my list. Just make sure they're willing and everything's good. <laughs> and look, I... <laughs> look at my hog tied and stole. <laughs> Your dreams are coming true, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> One of your neighbors, they're tied up like, fuck! <laughs> Stop! 
Uh, you're going to you're doing something very romantic and well thought out in advance by going to the zoo for dinner tonight. Are you excited? Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that you can eat at the zoo. And technically you can't, so don't like just go in and look for something. <laughs> you just bring a little table and sit down and serve some wine. I think one could do that, really. What are we having? I just caught it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that polar bear down there was going to eat it, but... <laughs> no, it's a fundraiser that they're doing, and, and it's educational too. They're going to talk about the reproductive cycles of various animals, and they're having it catered, and, and I'm happy to support the zoo because... As much as I'm on the fence about whether or not this world actually needs zoos or if all those animals should be in the be free and in the wild, since there are zoos, I'm going to support them where I can because they do great research. So no problem to participate in this fundraiser. We'll have a nice dinner at the zoo. We're going to look at animals, wave, wave, pet, pet, selfie, selfie, and get the fuck out of there. Great. It's also going to be the coldest night of 2020 that's, so far. That's true. That's like, true. There's not a lot sexy about long johns, but I think I'm going to have to wear them because I don't want to be cold. I hate being cold. At least they have like a parking lot. If you get there early enough, you'll get a good spot and then you don't have to worry too much because I assume you're eating indoors. <laughs> Obviously. God, I hope so. But could you imagine? Like you're going to eat like the fucking polar bears do. For anybody listening outside of Toronto, across Canada or in America or other parts of the world, Toronto has the biggest traffic problem that I've seen other than Los Angeles itself. Toronto is completely dysfunctional. And I live in the West End. And even though it's only about 45 kilometers from my place to the zoo, because dinner is at 6, prime time, it's going to take me about two hours to go 45 kilometers today. So I'm going to, as soon as we're done this, go home. Mm-hmm. Iron a suit and a shirt, have maybe a 10-minute nap, and then like leave for the zoo because it's going to take all day to get there. Yeah. And then it takes all day to walk around there. So the zoo is the zoo. It's a big spot. But either way, I'm looking forward to Valentine's Good. Day. Good. I know there's people out there who hate this holiday, whether you think it's just a Hallmark holiday or whether you just had a bad experience in the past. Maybe you're single. I get it. A lot of people don't like it. I do like it. I think this is a nice day to be nice, mm-hmm. to say I love you, to do all. Is that what you're doing? Shut up. Is that what you're doing I tonight? Knew, you when fucking I started said it. saying You it. brought it up. I didn't even. You did. You've got like an L bomb radar. No, it's not is my Is that your gift, gift to her tonight? Dinner is the zoo. Oh, We're going to the fucking zoo. Gift? Yeah, look. Hey, there's a polar bear. Eat that and let's go. <laughs> that's the fucking gift. That's also what dinner with me is like. Eat that and let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's true, everybody. That's actually pretty accurate. Like, fuck, how many courses is this fucking meal? Let's fucking go. You know what I like? Being at home. Let's get out of here. You know what's awesome? My couch. Let's go. <laughs> Shit. You know who makes the best martini? Me, me. At my place. That's how it works. This fucking bartender doesn't know what he's doing. Let's go. Do I have to go back there and do it myself? Is that what needs to happen here? <laughs> Shit. Okay, uh, a couple more things. Number one, we did put out two podcasts yesterday. So if you're listening to this one, it's, I believe... You didn't answer my L word question, by the way. But anyway, I'll skip past that. So if you're listening to this, shut up. It's 171, I believe. Yesterday, we put out 170 and 169. 
There were two podcasts yesterday, and Family Day is Monday, President's Day in America. There's going to be a podcast coming out. It's not an after nine. It's just a best of what we do on our radio show. So you can listen to it if you want. If you don't, it's fine. We don't take it personally. It's just there if you want something to listen to Mm -hmm. on the holiday when most radio stations bring in the weekend staff and they don't do their regular routine. It's there if you want it. Today is a big day. We'll wrap it up on this. Normally, I don't care that much about radio anniversaries, and I didn't acknowledge five. I didn't do anything for 10 or 15, but I feel like 20 is a good round number. It was 20 years ago today, Valentine's Day 2000, that I did my very first FM radio morning show. You've been doing morning. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Many people in radio, well, many people in radio don't make it past the radio program. But aside from that, (laughs) being 20 years in radio, that's a long time. And morning radio at that. Yeah, 20 years in morning radio, and I think it's 25 overall Mm -hmm. in the business. But it was Valentine's Day 2000. I did not want to do the morning show. I was not interested, but when our boss at the time, Paul, came to me and said, hey, we need to make a change. We want you to take over mornings. I said, no, I am not doing mornings. I am drawing a line in the sand because once you do mornings, there's nowhere to go. If you get fired from mornings, it's not like they say, we're going to take you off mornings, but we're going to put you in during the day or we'll put you on at night. Once it's mornings, you're done, gone. Then you got to find another job at another station if you can even do that. So I didn't want to do it, but I got very lucky in that I had a good run Mm -hmm. and still going knock on wood only getting started for at least two more years because that contract is ironclad. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to say to everybody who has listened to me over the years in the various forms that it's been, uh, thank you, because not only is it hard to to do the show and to have that longevity in the business, it's hard to maintain an audience. And I know I'm a very different person now than I was back then. And a lot happened in those 20 years. My first year of morning radio is when I became a dad. And my first year of morning radio is uh, when I moved out on my own. And a lot of firsts happened there. Mm-hmm. Like if you've been listening since day one, you've heard, my kids grow up. You've heard me get married and get divorced. There was a lot of time in between, but nonetheless, married and divorced. All those life events have happened along the way with the people who have been listening since day one. And it's pretty special that you've been listening that long. It's also a little surreal that you've stayed with me that long. So thank you is really all I can say. Well said. Well said. I uh, We've talked about radio before in previous podcasts for those who want to go back. But I remember listening to you. It was in the first four years. I know that much because it was my high school years. When I first started listening to you and our now boss, Dave Blizzard. <laughs> so weird. And Melanie, who we work with. And the fact that we all work together is like one of those things that blows my mind. Because you guys who now surround me in this uh industry were one of the reasons why I wanted to do this job in the first place. So you've inspired a lot of young broadcasters along the way too. Well, thank you. Not so young anymore, maybe, but I used to be. But you know what? (laughs) There's no book on how to do it. A lot of it is just winging it. And a lot of it is trial and error to figure out what works and what doesn't. And I guess the best example of that is shortly after I took over morning radio was 9-11 
That is the show that to this day, I will never forget a single word of every break that I did that morning. And in the aftermath of that, there, there's no book. There's, well, I guess there are classes, but I didn't take any of them that tell you how to do this job. They weren't that useful. <laughs> really? You, you mean in the radio program at any of the colleges, they don't tell you what to do in the case of a terrorist attack? No. They don't train you for that? They did not. Oh. No, they did not. Well, what are they doing in yeah. there then? Uh, anyway, it's been uh, a long run, a lot of milestones for myself and the listeners along the way too. And, and for people who have included me in those Uh, Many people have invited me to their weddings over the years, or many people have gone out of their way to to tell me when they weren't feeling right, like mentally, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and asked me for advice. So it's been a hell of a long ride. Not done yet, but 20 years. Better not be you bastard. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm here for you. (laughs) Damn right you are. (laughs) 20 years of morning radio, and I'm still, I can't imagine doing anything else. I'm also not qualified to do anything else. <laughs> That's the part that scares the shit out of me, too. Yeah, like, what the huh. What am I going to do? What's next? I never planned for if that. I get shit canned, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> exactly, right? Um, yeah, congratulations. If you want to shoot Scott a little congratulations or a note, uh, at Scott Fox on air on Instagram if you don't have him. That's probably the best way, right? Or Twitter, same one. I Twitter. use Twitter more than I use Instagram. Yeah. You use Twitter more, oh, or you Instagram. use Instagram more than Twitter. Yeah. Or you can message us on Facebook, but we hate Facebook. Facebook's the worst. We're just we just keep hoping every year that it goes away. Yeah. That's all we've been doing for the last like eight years. It's like, do you think Facebook's gonna go away yet? All we need you guys to do is for everyone all at once to sell off their Facebook stock and literally buy anything else. And then you will not get any more annoying notifications on your phone. Mm-hmm. No more arguing with people about whether or not Donald Trump is a great president or an asshole. All of those frivolous things that you've had to discuss and waste time of your life on will all go away if you all just sell your stock. Just do it. Having said that, since it is here, I'll post the link to this podcast on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> Fine. Um, it is Friday. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. We've got to replay Misconnections. Okay. I almost forgot about that. I know. That. Yeah, it's... Uh, it was a Man, it's been a busy week. Um, It is Friday, so that means, of course, missed connections. Enjoy. This is called the Kitchener Public Skate. Man looking for a woman. I took my niece skating recently at City Hall. That's when I saw you. Side note, I haven't been ice skating in about 15 years, but I agreed to go to help my brother out with all this strike crap happening. Hey, bro, you busy? Because I got kids that need some kind of care. (laughs) How many people made that phone call? I didn't want to skate, but my niece begged me. Anyway, you were there, and you kept giving me glances and small smiles as I attempted to skate. But I'd end up looking like freaking Bambi trying to stay up on my own. My five-year-old niece was certainly better at it than me. I was watching you skate as well, spinning and dancing and twirling watching your footwork, and it all started coming back to me. I finally got my feet under me. I started going a little faster and having a little bit of fun. I can hear the courage working up inside Look at him. that. Out of the blue, you tapped me on the shoulder and said something like, don't know if you've noticed, but you've improved a lot since you showed up. My heart nearly stopped. I wanted to talk with you more. But after that, you grabbed your kid and left. Thank you for taking 10 seconds to put a big smile on my face. Wow. 
<laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where somebody else was really good and you had no idea what you were doing? All the time. Uh-huh. That's pretty much my life. Yeah. <laughs> like every day. <laughs> you know How what? do people just know which aisle to go down at Costco? <laughs> How do you know where Costco is to begin with? I don't understand. It's like everybody's um, in on it except yeah. for me. Everybody knows. It's a secret. Um, skating is one of those things I would suck at, though. I would not look great. I graceful at all. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So I get it. How nice is this guy, though, to take to agree? Not only, yeah, I'll watch your kids for you because a strike is going on. I'll watch my niece. But to take it a step further and take her ice skating. I think that's really sweet. This is probably a really good guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that the job action by the teachers could possibly create a brand new couple <laughs> is remarkable to me. Remarkable. <laughs> Something good is happening. Well, something's good. One thing. Maybe. We'll see. I love that he tried. He tried, right? He's probably doing those little baby steps. Maybe wondering. I wonder if they have one of those like push cart <laughs> yeah, thingies. Push cart. Do you guys have a chair I can use? <laughs> no. See, I've got two feet, but I figured to do this, I need four. <laughs> Looking like freaking Bambi on the ice. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this one is called the self checkout guy. This is a woman looking for a guy. You were so smoking. Checking out by yourself at the self checkout. <clears throat> That's what you do, by the way, at the self checkout. Step one. <laughs> And that's the only step. Check out. <laughs> if you're trying to check in with somebody at the self-checkout, you're doing it wrong. I was in line right behind you and I ended up checking out beside you. I was checking out my items and you. You looked kind of like Frankie Munez, but taller and hotter with lighter hair and a different walk. <laughs> <laughs> So nothing like Frankie Muniz. Wait a minute. How does Frankie Muniz walk? I'm confused with what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> so pretty much the opposite of Frankie Muniz. Basically. Basically. But you were having some trouble trying to buy a watermelon and started swearing when you realized the barcode just would not go. You asked for help. You dropped a few items at one point trying to scan them. And an old man helped you pick up the things you had dropped. Oh, at least the old guy helped. <laughs> Watermelon won't scan. I need help. Maybe he shouldn't have gone to the salt check. <laughs> I don't think it's a good spot. I feel like there should be some way, like some very simple cheat sheet somewhere near the self-checkout that just tells you what the codes are. Oh, apples are 3199. Okay, thank you. I purposely bent down. To get my receipt, at hopes you would clue in and check me out. But you were too busy at that point trying to figure out how to pay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you noticed, maybe not. I was in a yellow hoodie. Message me one of the items you dropped, and I'll uh, know it's you. I'm fully aware of the fact that that girl's got a butt, but I just cannot figure out. I mean, it says just tap, and nothing's happening. <laughs> so in short... No, I used one bag, not 11. Oh, come on! I need help! So in short, me, bending over in desperation. You, a freaking idiot. <laughs> 
Technology is a wonderful, if, wonderful thing. Let me tell you something. If he can't seem to figure that out, I don't think he's going to be able to figure out much more. Well, you seem to be able to work your way around the self-checkout, so I want to be next. <laughs> Wait, they don't just chuck themselves out at the self-checkout? <laughs> this woman seems so oblivious. Or sorry, this guy seems so oblivious. She could have s- sat her butt on the actual scanner and he might not have noticed that she was there. Well, he's not very bright if you haven't noticed either. Oh, I dropped a watermelon. <laughs> this day is ruined. How often do you see that the older man is helping out the younger gentleman yeah. in picking up the items? God. What's the code for Rapini? <laughs> I've got beats and there's no barcode. Now what? I don't wait, I have to put him in the bag myself? I don't understand. <laughs> um guys. I remember my first self-checkout. Right? <laughs>